T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Official kickoff of the weekend, 5 p.m. on a Friday. Actually, it's 5.07 already. You've wasted seven whole minutes of your weekend. But, uh, hey, you're not wasting it if you're speaking here with us at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, and also 106.3 WORD.com and 101.5 FM in Anderson and 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. Jim Bohannon in for Bob McLean today only, a special offer, and... uh, Bob returns on Monday. Our Ingalls Advantage talk line, you ask? 1-800-347-1063. 1-800-347-1063. And the uh, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. 71307, to which we shall return momentarily. Uh, I want to remind you that, of course, uh, we still have here at uh, 1063 WORD on uh, uh, Sunday evenings. The Best of Bohannon. We're very proud to uh, have that uh, aired on the program. And this uh, coming Sunday at 8 o'clock, going to be talking with uh, Greg Gutfeld of Fox News. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, the selection of Kamala and also his new book, The Plus Self-Help for People Who Hate Self-Help. Greg's a funny guy. Then uh, Jim Antle, uh, politics editor at the Washington Examiner, will look at the uh, Harris selection. And uh, also uh, the latest on efforts to pass economic stimulation. Then in your uh, 9 o'clock hour, uh, more reaction to Kamala Harris with uh, Kathy Barnett. She is also a uh, black female who is uh, running for public office, but she's running as a conservative Republican in Pennsylvania's 4th Congressional District. And she has uh, written the book, Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, Being Black and Conservative in America. You'll love Kathy Barnett. She's a... She's a hoot. She's a trip. So that's what's coming up on the best of uh, Bohannon on Sunday evening from 8 till 10 p.m. Hereabouts. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. Let's see what they're saying over there on that uh, text line, the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, don't you know? Let's see here. Uh, where's the poll on the website? Because I definitely don't want, don't see it on my phone and don't want a three-month mask mandate. Uh, 1063WORD.com. I admit I'm not looking at it as I say that, but uh, there's a poll on there, and you can uh, you can take note of that. That's interesting, that mask mandate. Uh, other than just some kind of, I suppose, self-serving nonsense, presidents can't, can't do that. Uh, Donald Trump couldn't do that. Uh, Barack Obama couldn't do that. Joe Biden, if he were to be elected, can't do that. I mean... Uh, it's just it's not. Might as well ask Joe how he feels about uh, 
uh, free candy for everybody. I mean, that's about as much within Joe's power as uh, the mask mandate. So I, uh, again, just more more rhetoric spouting out of the mouth to something that they put in the teleprompter that Joe was able to see well enough to read. So a uh, texter earlier uh, sent out a text here regarding the uh, the lineup at the uh, the uh, the Democrats on their uh, uh, convention this year. And uh, here we go. Uh, so I just heard the DNC speaker lineup for the convention from you. They actually have AOC speaking, question mark? Yeah. She will be part of the Tuesday night, August the 18th lineup. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the texter says, uh, I know this is my competitive nature, but I say we get Dan Crenshaw to speak Monday, uh, the Day of Heroes, and we will see which first-term representative is more American. Dan is also a very decorated veteran. Well, no question in my mind who is uh, uh, more American. That's uh, that's kind of a slam dunk. <laughs> that sets the bar for, for Dan Crenshaw kind of low. Are you more American than AOC? Oh, he's more American than that. Uh, most everybody could pass that particular uh, test. But I'm not sure that uh, what the speaking order is for the Republicans. I haven't seen that one yet. The Democrats came up first, so I, I put that list together. But uh, it's an interesting list. Most of the big names are on there. Stacey Abrams not selected. I wonder if she's the unnamed keynote speaker. And Beto O'Rourke. That's Beto, damn right, I'll take your guns, O'Rourke. Uh, did not get a speaking slot yet. I don't suppose any of this is cast in, in concrete uh, in this uh, in this year of, uh, of total uncertainty about everything. But yeah, most of the uh, the usual suspects have been lined up. And yes, AOC is in there. You must remember that <laughs> to the left, she's a hero. Ignore the fact that she doesn't know that plants grow in dirt. Ignore the fact that she was frightened by her garbage disposal unit. Ignore the fact that she had never heard of the three branches of government and she serves in one of them. To the left, she is a hero. She's not a vacuum head to them. She is, but she's not to them. Yeah, listen, uh, the people are already talking about her on a national ticket. For the record, Alexandria Ocasio-Brainiac will be old enough to be on a national ticket in 2024. She will have reached the age of 35. Uh, that's not her mental age, but that'll be her, her physical age, the one that uh, that allows her to be on a na- national ticket. I would not be surprised to see her run, although, again, don't be surprised to see her out of Congress. Don't be surprised at that at all. Because AOC has a group of people who don't care much for her, and it really it bothers her, okay? That group of people happen to be establishment Democrats. Because AOC has been going out and recruiting people to run against establishment Democrats to become, if you will, potential new members of the squad. People to go out and pull things like happened, like she did to Joe Crowley, a liberal Democrat who wasn't quite liberal enough, and so she beat him in the primary. The establishment Democrats in New York are not terribly thrilled with AOC. Now then, this is a census year, and everybody knows that New York's going to lose House seats. They lose House seats every 10 years. The only real issue, I suppose, is will New York lose two or New York lose three seats? We're going to lose seats, okay? So you're going to play a little game of musical chairs for the state of New York. Now then, Democrats control the, part, the uh, legislature in Albany. 
where they decide what the congressional districts are going to be. And as I understand it, it's pretty well been decided by the establishment Democrats that since somebody's got to go, and since Democrats, many of the, the areas losing population are Democrat areas, they pretty much agreed that if we have to get rid of somebody, it's going to be AOC. That district that she has will be carved up, and she can still run in 2022, but she will not be able to run in her old friendly district because establishment Democrats don't like her any better than you or I like her, which is not a whole lot. Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD, and now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, or 101.5 FM in Anderson, and all over the place on the Radio.com app. Time now is 515. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Afternoon, all. Thank you for joining us today, 520 on a Friday afternoon. Pleasure to have you with us here at uh, 106.3 WORD. And, of course, uh, to uh, partake of the various options we have available for you, the Ingalls Advantage talk line, 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063. And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307. 71307. The gauntlet is really being thrown down to people. For the longest time, the left was, oh, subtle. They really were. I mean, you'd say, well, that sounds pretty socialist. But now they're really not making any bones about it. They are really feeling their oats. Let me tell you something. If they, in fact, pull this off, you ain't seen nothing yet. For the longest time, the left has been absolutely convinced that they are much better equipped to run our lives. If you put them in power, even though if they were to win, they might be put in power for any number of things, the reaction to the pandemic, the downturn in the economy, uh, they don't like Donald Trump, uh, any number of factors. But the left is going to take it as an absolute mandate for every bit of their agenda, even from people who would say, well, I didn't think I was voting for that, which is, of course, the problem. They didn't think. But a lot of people vote that way. Voter turnout has never been more important. Uh, I'm, I'm really serious. Uh, there are three things that are going to decide this election. 
Uh, voter turnout is going to determine it. There's a major effort underway on the left on voter turnout, and uh, we'll see how well that works. But uh, I, I'm not convinced at all. No group, since they got the, uh, the election, the right to vote, no group in this country has been less likely to vote than young voters. No group less likely, the 18 to 21-year-olds, year in and year out, less likely to vote. So the, the Democrats aiming to get those people activated to finally vote. One person has been able to get them to vote. That was Barack Obama, but only when he was on the ballot. Only when he was on the ballot. Obama ran, of course, in 08, and uh, they turned out for Barack. 2010, the Tea Party year. And the president said, well, I'm not running, of course, for re-election yet this year, but I need you to come out and vote. They did not turn out. You had the Tea Party revolution. Republicans took the House. That bode uh, ill for, for Barack Obama, yet he pulled it out again in 2012 and won re-election because he was on the ballot, and the young people broke their old habit, and they did vote for him. Then you came to 2014. Obama, still president, serving his second term, says, you know, I really need you to turn out to vote. We lost the House four years ago. They didn't turn out. Oh, Obama asked them to turn out. But he wasn't on the ballot. And so the Republicans kept the House and they took the Senate. Hard to believe that was only six years ago, isn't it? So turnout, we're going to see if, in fact, the Democrats are gambling that they can suddenly get these people to turn out and vote. I don't know. But that's one thing that's going to decide this election, voter turnout. Two, the economy. And on the economy, it all depends on how people judge the president. Do you judge him on the economy or the recovery? <laughs> the economy took a heck of a hit. It has shown signs of a recovery that could be pretty robust. But how people judge that? There's the old line, of course, from James Carville, the former political advisor to Bill Clinton. It's the economy, stupid. And barring some other major issue, yes, the economy can usually be counted on to be the major issue. But how do people determine that this year? The state of the economy, way down, or do they judge it based on the state of the recovery? That'll go a long way toward determining whether or not the president is reelected. And then, of course, that takes us to the debates. And... Democrats are not happy about the debates at all. In fact, they're not happy either way. The debates are there. They're to be held. Now, if he were to chicken out, Joe Biden would lose a lot of votes. Let's not forget that we have had debates in every presidential election since 1972. The last election we had for president where there were no debates, Nixon versus McGovern, 48 years ago, 1972, we're used to the debates. Many voters, not certainly people who listen to stations like 106.3 WORD, but many voters get the vast bulk of their information from the debates. A lot of people, even this late in the year, have not tuned into this election yet, but they count on the debates. The Democrats, if, if they could, they'd love to have Joe chicken out, but they know he'd lose votes. On the other hand, 
The question they have to ask is, will he lose more votes if he shows up? He has had, for Democrats, a very disquieting habit of having things slip his mind, where he is, with whom he is speaking, what office he is running for. And let's not forget this. Biden made those gaffes under the most friendly of circumstances. Biden made those gaffes usually at the beginning of a speech to a friendly audience about as stress-free an event as you can have in a presidential campaign. How is he going to react during the most stressful part of any presidential campaign, the debates? That's got Democrats worried. It's got me, quite frankly, quite hopeful. I really think that he is incapable of going through three debates, and that's what's scheduled. And no less an authority than his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, says, oh, Joe will be there. Joe will be there. I think he has to be there. I really do. I think that they can weigh all of this. If they chicken out, they are as much as admitting that this is all true, that Joe doesn't have it anymore. And keep in mind this. Keep in mind this, that a lot of people have not seen these gaffes. You and I are familiar with all the gaffes that are out there. I mean, they're, they're just atrocious. I mean, they're, they're cringeworthy. But if you only watch, let's say, CNN or MSNBC, you have not seen the gaffes. There will be people who will tune into that first debate September the 29th at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland because Notre Dame chickened out of holding a debate. There will be people who will tune in and they will say, wow, Joe is really messing up. And if they voted early... And by September the 29th, 19 states will have begun early voting. They'll be saying, gee, I voted for an idiot. I didn't realize that. There are people who don't know about his gap propensity because they only absorb information from CNN and from MSNBC. So the first debate is uh, Tuesday, uh, September 29th in uh, Cleveland. Second debate is uh, Wednesday, October 7th. That's the vice presidential debate, uh, Harris and Pence at the uh, University of Utah. Then uh, you have the uh, third debate, which is the second presidential debate, will be at the Adrian Arsh Center in Miami, not the University of Michigan. They also chickened out. That's Thursday, October the 15th, second presidential debate. And then the final presidential debate, the third and final, is Thursday the 22nd of October. That will be at Belmont University in Nashville. Those are the three things that's going to determine this election. Turnout, the economy, and the debates. All right. Stay tuned. We've got more to come right here on the Bobby Mack Show. This is Jim Bohannon filling in. It's a lot of fun. It's a Friday, and lo and behold, it is 529. Afternoon, all. Thank you for being with us. It's 25 now before 6 o'clock at 106.3. And uh, Craig calls in on his cellular phone. Hey there, Craig. Hey. What's up, hey. Mr. Jim? Good to talk to hey, you, sir. Hey, this is Craig from Spartanburg, a.k.a. Keep It Real. And that's what I like about the programs on WORD and everything you guys do. You're all thank you. superstars. You know what I mean? You're well, I, we appreciate that. But I um, I can't remember Barack Obama. 
he's the most unforgettable president, I think, in the history of the world. I remember him. If he you have problems, got twice. he got elected he, twice. Yes, he got elected twice. That's right. We have, we are what now on do? a string. We're on a string of, of three straight presidents who've been elected to two terms: Bill Clinton, right, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama. That's only happened one other time in history. Yes, I know that. But going back to uh, what did Bill Clinton do? What did Barack Obama do? And what did Jimmy Carter do? They did nothing. I buy that. What, what, I are, buy what, that. Were, the, what were the accomplishments? What is the legacies? Well, Obama, nothing. of course, gave us Obamacare, and if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor, and if you like your, your health care plan, you can keep your health care plan. That I suppose he would consider as his legacy. Bill Clinton, uh, Clinton gave us were, Monica Lewinsky and a host of other people. Pardon? I didn't know you were a comedian. That was funny. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, I mean, I think you make a point, but but nonetheless, uh, the fact is that uh, we elected them to two terms. Now, uh, yeah. of course, Clinton never where, got a majority of the vote. Well, go go ahead. You go ahead. Was, was there was there a low election turnout? Where were our heads? What were we voting for? I I don't know. I mean, uh, I know that uh, that Obama attracted a lot of younger voters. Uh, he didn't uh, win overwhelmingly in either of his elections. He beat McCain, of course, right, in 08, and right. uh, Mitt Romney in uh, 2012. Neither was uh, a landslide, but uh, they were very solid victories. Uh, I don't know where our right, heads were. I mean, a lot of people on, don't agree on, with you and me, hold Craig. On. Hold on uh, one minute, young man. Oh, hold on one minute. Well, of course, we're not doing anything else. We can hold on. Oh, there he is. Yeah, He's but, back uh, with us. Who, 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 he ran against Mitt Romney in... And John McCain. And John McCain. Right. So, so, and when did John McCain die? I don't recall. Uh, after 2008. I, I mean, I, I could look it up, but uh, a few years back, I'm just okay? Saying, if, if, he, if he would die in office, that would have meant that Sarah Palin would have been president, correct? Uh, assuming that, yeah, that's true, certainly for the first term. Assuming he kept her for a second term, I guess that would have been true. I'd have to look up when he, uh, when he, uh, he died, but, but, uh, yeah. It's crazy how politics works. Well, it, it certainly is. You make an interesting point, of course, about, about running mates. Running mates are always a, a crapshoot, and the main rule, of course, on running mates, Craig, is uh, the rule for doctors. First, do no harm. Uh, don't pick a running mate right. who harms you. Uh, I don't think that could probably be said of John McCain, although a lot of people like Sarah Palin. I did certainly in the beginning, but she did not uh, show a great aptitude for that position. And, of course, since that time, she's I pretty agree, much just agree, left I public agree. life. I, I, I don't understand that. She had a lot of opportunities. She could have uh, run for the presidency in her own right. She could have run for the Senate from Alaska. And she chose to do nothing. So I, I have never figured her out exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I can't figure her out either. But well, she, she but was anyway, good at her time, you know what I mean? She, she, she gave a good speech. She absolutely did. But, of course, with with uh, with Kamala Harris, they're trying to, to portray uh, Kamala Harris as this uh, pragmatic moderate. And I'm sorry, her positions are 
uh, certainly to the left of where Joe Biden used to be, uh, possibly to the left of Joe Biden today, if you can locate where Joe Biden is today. And Newsweek magazine says that uh, she is to the left of Bernie Sanders. And as I noted before, give Bernie credit. At least Bernie is a socialist and flat out admits it. He doesn't uh, try to hide behind anything. In other words, this disguise as a pragmatic moderate. But they're trying to sell uh, Kamala Harris as all things to all people. And you could do that, Craig. Back in the day, when you spoke at one audience and and the people in that location heard you, and then you can go to another audience and say something else, and the people there heard that. Today, with social media, everybody hears everything, and almost instantly. And, And this trying to sell Kamala Harris as all things to all people, that's going to backfire. Exactly, That's not work. because you know what she's you know what she's playing? She's playing the comedy club. Any well, audience, she's gonna you know, go go towards what their views are just to win the vote. She's well, shot. We will we will see. All I know is that, that she has come out she has come out with a, a series of stands that can only be considered uh radical and not at all pragmatic yes. just on the price tags involved and for the New York Times I know the New York Times hasn't had a shred of integrity for quite a while, but for the New York Times uh, to suggest that she is a pragmatic moderate, I mean, just says more about the Times than it does about Kamala Harris. So anyway. Do you think she's a moderate? Do you think no, she's a moderate? I, I don't uh, know. <laughs> I can only judge by her record, and her record is uh, is not that she is. There was a time, and this was supposedly going to hurt her chances of being selected, when she was considered rather harsh on black defendants in California during her time as the district attorney of San Francisco and the attorney general of the state. But uh, she is largely backing off of, uh, of most of her previous stands in that regard. She has pretty much hugged. She has embraced the, the left agenda. And, and I don't think that Kamala Harris, vice presidential nominee, would like Kamala Harris, attorney general, very much. She's changed. So what can I tell Neither you? Neither do I. Neither well, there you go, I. Craig. We'll put you down as undecided, sir. <laughs> Thank you for your call and for your listenership, Craig. Appreciate it very much. 1-800-347-1063 is our Ingalls Advantage talk line. 1-800-347-1063. And the uh, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307. 71307. And... Uh, uh, Let's see here. Democrats are never happy, says this texter. Uh, Well, they're not a terribly happy lot as a general rule, but there is one thing that could make the Democrats really, really happy, and that is to let them run our lives, put them in power. That's as close to happiness as they get. And I don't plan to do that. Neither do you, of course, uh, because uh, their happiness is not worth the price. But that is what would make them happy. It has been really frustrating for them all of these years, electing people like uh, Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump. It's been very frustrating for the left to watch us make all of these mistakes in our personal lives when they know, they know they could do so much better. And now they hope that we will have seen the error of our ways. We will step aside. We will admit, son of a gun, we were wrong. You were right. Here, run our lives. That's what they expect will happen on November the 3rd. And if they win, 
regardless of what the reason is, the economy, dislike for Donald Trump, whatever, they will take it as a mandate that we love every single part of the uh, Democratic platform, as it were. Which is also interesting. I'm going to be curious. Nobody pays much attention to platforms. I'll be very curious as to what winds up being in the Democrat platform. My guess is it's going to be even further left than the ticket. My guess is the platform will be used as a sop to, to Bernie Sanders' uh, people, who I think are of the opinion that they pretty much have won, that uh, they didn't get their man that they wanted. They didn't get Bernie, but they got what they consider to be a figurehead, a puppet, and a number two who uh, is going to be extremely influential. I think the far left is pretty satisfied right now. So, uh, so far, they're happy. I would do all in my power to make them unhappy after November the 3rd. Thank you for being with us, and we got more to come. Stay with us at uh, 106.3 WORD, now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson, Everywhere on the Radio.com app, Jimbo for Bobby Mack, and the time is 545. How do you do? How do you do? Thanks for being with us today. It's 10 minutes now before 6 o'clock at uh, 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. And, of course, uh, it's a Friday afternoon, a good thing. We like Fridays. Uh, there's been much talk, of course. In fact, uh, Barack Obama's talked about this. He will probably mention this during his, uh, his convention speech on uh, Wednesday of next week uh, about his uh, help in uh, fighting the uh, Ebola uh, as Obama has already said when he initially endorsed Biden, very late, I might add, uh, Joe helped me manage H1N1 and prevent the Ebola epidemic from becoming the type of pandemic that we're seeing now. Uh, however, uh, in point of fact, uh, the administration, the Obama administration, sent out mixed messages about how to handle that outbreak. Biden publicly said he uh, wouldn't advise his family to fly on an airplane or ride the subway. He was accused of fear-mongering at that time and sending a different message from President Obama, who made assurances there was no need to panic even after he declared a national health emergency. In a matter of hours from when the uh, interview uh, aired on NBC's Today Show, Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood, Homeland Security Secretary Janet Napolitano, and Deputy Secretary of State Jack Lew were called to the White House and told to clean up Joe Biden's mess on uh, the uh, in H1N1. 
Biden remained involved and uh, worked behind the scenes, served as uh, ambassador to political leaders across the country for the president, talked to governors who were concerned about H1N1. He was tasked by Obama to meet with congressional leaders to lobby for nearly $9 billion in aid against H1N1. As the money flowed in to help create a vaccine, it wasn't created fast enough. A promise to deliver 100 million vaccines was not fulfilled. And uh, again, you'll be hearing more about uh, Biden's great success in dealing with uh, the H1N1. And I'm sorry, but uh, no, uh, that didn't turn out to be such a a great success at all. If you uh, missed this, by the way, uh, we've had uh, more in the uh, uh, effort uh, being put forward to investigate uh, Russiagate, an effort that uh, has uh, been focused on uh, U.S. Attorney John Durham of uh, Connecticut. And uh, Kevin Kleinsmith is being charged in federal court in Washington and expected to plead guilty to one count of making a false statement. It's uh, the first in a series of uh, what uh, many hope will be a resonant drumbeat of difficulties that uh, will continue for Democrats right up to uh, Election Day. But uh, this former FBI lawyer, Kevin Kleinsmith, uh, does plan to plead guilty to making a false statement in the first criminal case arising from this investigation into Russiagate. The case against Kleinsmith is likely to be uh, cheered, of course, by President Trump and his backers. But uh, uh, the Durham investigation has caused deep concern among Democrats. Uh, It's uh, also examining the intelligence community's assessment about Russian election interference. And, of course, that will lead them inevitably to the Steele dossier and the fact that when you get a FISA warrant, you have to go before a federal judge and vouch for the veracity of your supporting information. Somebody told that FISA judge that the Steele dossier was just hunky-dory. Really? Now, if you or I were to lie to a federal judge when they were, in fact, wearing their black robe and wielding a gavel when they were in the the course of doing their business, we'd get in big trouble. I don't know of anybody in the FBI who's gotten in big trouble yet, but it has to happen. Be watching what comes out of the U.S. attorney, and one can only hope that it is persuasive or that we have not reached the point where so many people are hardened in their views that they are saying things maybe almost literally aloud. I don't care. I don't know. I don't want to hear about it. I hate Trump. Trump's evil. Trump's racist. Trump is this ist and that ist, and I I cannot stand him. I I will not vote for him. I will vote against him, and I don't want to know anything about uh, Russiagate or any of the rest of this. There are such people. Okay, no no argument. There are such people. Five minutes now before 6 o'clock. But to the extent that people are open and to the extent that they don't cast their ballots before they get information, uh, the uh, probe by uh, John Durham, U.S. attorney, could prove to be very interesting as a lot of uh, lame ducks are going to be placed in a row. And I will be following this with great interest. Uh, Kevin Kleinsmith is certainly not the end. It is the beginning of the investigation. But I've got to... uh, to say that uh, it's the start. I personally would have preferred, of course, that this come out with uh, a great uh, 
clanging of timpanis and uh, and uh, cymbals and a big drum roll, but it's coming out in dribs and drabs. Such is uh, pretty much the the legal system. And if it does not come out in a dramatic fashion, nonetheless, the information may prove to be quite dramatic. And uh, one can only hope, again, that there are enough people out there who are still open to the facts, and one can only hope that, in fact, this information comes out before too many people have cast ballots. Uh, that's one of the, the big negative parts of this notion of everybody voting by mail. One other thing about, about voting by mail, is that a flat-out guarantee that there will be election fraud? Not necessarily, any more than it's a flat-out guarantee that if you send your kids out to play in traffic, that they'll get hit and killed. No, they may not. They may not. Kids have pretty good reflexes. Kids don't want to die. Drivers have pretty good reflexes. They don't want to hit a kid. You send your kid out to play in traffic, probably they'll come home okay. The question you should ask is, why in heaven's name would you take that chance? And that's the problem with mail-in voting. Why would you take that chance? What's to be gained? I'll tell you something. If you're too lazy and or stupid to cast a ballot in the prescribed manner, then frankly, maybe you shouldn't be voting at all anyway. It is not an odious, onerous procedure. It's not that hard to vote. Why would you take the chance, not only on the actual integrity of the ballot, but the perceived integrity? I'll amplify on that in the next hour, but suffice it to say that we're putting a lot in jeopardy here just so people can plop something in the mail. Jimbo for Bobby Mack in three minutes now before 6 p.m. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 